Hey folks, Garen Emig and Bill Hasten back for another episode of Extra Points. A couple of Tulsa World columnists talking college and high school football with you. We do it weekly and you can uh, join in the fun by downloading us for free, courtesy of Apple, Google, and Spotify. We thank you sincerely for your um, loyalty with regard to reading the world and listening or watching what we have to say uh, on this stuff. Um, Bill, I just finished a mailbag and the lead email was from a concerned Cowboy fan, OSU Cowboy fan, trying not to freak out over the defensive effort against Central Michigan. This is this is what I was thinking leaving the stadium last week, and I will be thinking going into Saturday's game against Arizona State. You tell me if I'm wrong. I'd be much more excited about how Spencer Sanders played than worried about how the defense looked. That's exactly uh, fair, and it's exactly the way – that was exactly my takeaway from that game. Although, a couple of isolation shots in the second half of Derek Mason in the coach's box, and he looked like the (laughs) – he looked like the most defeated guy in in college football. He was so frustrated. So, um, I would be concerned if I thought I didn't have the – uh, physical pieces to make it work. I think they do. And, and I got to tell you, get, uh, Kendall Daniels is more of a force early in his career than I expected him to be uh, because of his build mostly uh, and because he came from a 2A school. I don't know. But I think he's going to end up being a, really a, an impact guy for them in the back end of that defense. Um, I mean, it just got – Garen, you you were there. You, it just got sloppy. Yeah, and, I mean, you're up that big, that early in the game. There you go. There it is. You, how are you supposed to sustain that razor-sharp focus and intensity and grind for yes. four quarters when you're up by five touchdowns? I mean, yes, we saw we saw Oklahoma sag after they jumped ahead of UTEP twenty-one nothing. I mean, it, it's you're it's it's a human nature element more than they got nothing going on. Yeah, no, I I, I would I would be happy that that. You know, I mean, look at uh, if you want to if you want to uh, uh, feel better about everything. Look at Spencer Sanders' career game log mm-hmm. at the fluctuation, and a lot of cases week to week. And now he's put together um, two really dynamic performances back to back. And now I would be if I would be if I was going to be worried about anything as an OSU person right now this week, I'd be worried that. With the because I'm presuming that every year Arizona State plays one great game, at least one a year, right? With their athletes, and and I just hope it's not this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, if I'm an OSU fan, I don't need that drama this week. But if there is a, uh, a landmine uh, between now and and you know, start a conference play, this is it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I w- I'd be a little worried about, uh, you know. I, I just really believe that what the what the problems of, of Thursday last Thursday are, are so fixable, mm-hmm. and they're not and really not even problems um, in most cases. I, I, there were some examples of guys being out of position and maybe guys being a little lost, confused, whatever. But that many that many new personnel coupled with the circumstances of a blowout, yeah. No, I, I think they've got the the right pieces and, and the right guy to coordinate it all and figure it out and it'll it'll look a lot better yep i'm just worried that you just hope that asu well you know 
as a guy who wants to see good football, I hope ASU comes in here and plays beautifully well. Sure. I want to see that game, uh, but but uh, I, because I'd like to see Oklahoma State's response to yeah. somebody coming in here and trying to beat them. They, they are going to be more athletic, certainly, than, than Central Michigan was. And as well as I thought Central Michigan's quarterback played in that game, I, Emory Jones, the former Florida Gator, is the quarterback now at ASU. He, he can be a dynamic playmaker. He can be. I, I would still put my stock in, in OSU winning and potentially winning comfortably in, in Sanders. Again, it's being a better quarterback than Jones in this game. But, but Bill, I, if you take the second half against Notre Dame and the first half and, and maybe even the first drive of the third quarter against Central Michigan, just take those four quarters. I don't know if an OSU quarterback has ever played that well over a four-quarter span. I, the numbers were... We're talking 600-some-odd passing yards, 150-some-odd rushing yards, six touchdowns accounted for. I don't – that's historical stuff. And I know it's one, it's four quarters, and there's always a consistency question when it comes to Spencer Sanders. But he's pushing, I think, toward answering, I think, that, that question. Well, I would say like the, 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 the most dazzling quarterback performances I can remember in my years on that beat probably were – let's say um, the first half of a couple of Baylor games when Whedon was the guy and, you know, she would be up like 35, nothing at half. And then, right. and then Mason Rudolph at Pittsburgh in 17, I think, or 16. Uh, OSU won that game 59 to something, uh, but, but they scored like 50 of those points and a half. And, and, but I think those are the gold standards for just quarterback efficiency and brilliance until these last few quarters for Spencer Sanders. And, and he, like you say, and the and what Spencer adds that the other two didn't have is the run game element. So it's, you could argue that it's a more complete performance. Although Zach Robinson had some. Yeah, uh, right, right. Very, you know, really dynamic performances, especially in 07. I mean, the guy almost rushed for a thousand yards that year. So, um, but with regard to being a complete quarterback, uh, adding that dimension in the run game, efficient, uh, in the passing game and taking care of the football. Yeah, Spencer Sanders is on a roll. And if he strings another one together this week and closes it out in a good way after that, uh, going into conference play, I'm going to be inclined to think he's gotten beyond that, yeah. uh, that inconsistency. I'm really glad you mentioned Daniels, the, the kid from Beggs, who's, who's going to be a comer at Oklahoma State. It reminded me to ask you about the moment at the end of Oklahoma's opener against UTEP. Again, everyone got excited about the start, and then the game lagged in the heat for two and a half hours, and there really wasn't anything to get excited about until right at the end where the, the Miners are driving to try to score the, you know, just an excuse-me touchdown. I'm standing maybe 10 feet behind the end zone there, Bill, and who who's the one that steps up to, to pick off the pass and, and and get Oklahoma's first turnover of the season is guy you know pretty well, Gentry Williams. Yeah, I mean, you. yeah, I was very happy for Gentry because honestly, um, after he tore his ACL, Garrett, I mean, the more unfortunately, I got a lot of friends and 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 uh connections in the knee injury business, <laughs> and the more I heard about it, it was it was not a garden variety ACL tear, yeah. And so there was some concern, you know, as to whether he would ever be restored at or close to his previous speed level, which was, you know, 
what was the legend on him? It wasn't a legend, it was true. Uh, in the eighth grade, he ran the fastest 400 meters in the state of Oklahoma. Not as an eighth grader, period. Yeah. yeah. I, including high school kids. So would he ever get back to that level of speed and closing on on the, on the football and agility, all of it? And, and then there were, you know, uh, as, as a senior, Booker T, Garen, he would wear a brace one game and not the next. And you never were never were quite sure where he stood with regard to his recovery. Um, so time will tell if he if he becomes like an every down, you know, difference maker for OU in the back of that defense. But uh, he sure looked pretty bouncy and pretty uh, uh, yeah. pretty fast uh, the other day. And it was just awesome for him. You know, I mean, talk about two statement plays by rookies. I mean, the Freeman touchdown, which was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God! Uh, that and, and then the uh, and then for Gentry to clean it up at the end with a, with a takeaway that was great. Yep. Yeah, Gavin Freeman. I, I talked to him back in the spring. I think it was spring. Qualified for spring. Felt like winter still outside. But um, anyways, right after he, you know, made the decision to to go to Oklahoma as a walk on after Tech pulled his offer, Texas Tech. And uh, yeah, I was thinking of what he said that day when he, when he finished the uh, the end around for the touchdown uh, because everyone's compared him to Sterling Shepard, two kids from Heritage Hall undersized but just to have a knack right and uh gavin freeman doesn't even have doesn't have shepherds uh, you know ballyhoo about him as he comes out of high school and yet there is going to be that comparison and uh you know the quote from that that conversation was i love sterling shepherd respect sterling shepherd but i, I don't want to be sterling shepherd i want to be gavin freeman and right, uh, that's right. not a bad way to begin well <clears throat> i know this much about the guy he's got unbelievable balance Unbelievable balance. To have unbelievable balance at at a high rate of speed is is a gift, and not many guys have that. And I don't care if he's I don't care about his measurables, his height and weight. I don't care about any of that. If you can catch it and 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 do what he did after the catch, or, or do what he did uh, on that play, there's a place for a guy like that always. So good for OU and too bad Tech. I mean, I'm not sure why why you would have pulled. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Why they would rescind uh, an offer or their or take a step back in their interests on a guy like that? Because does he not look like about ten others who have flourished at Texas Tech? All right. So yeah. Uh, no, I hope I hope Freeman. Uh, you know, just like I was hopeful. I guess I can go ahead and say this now. I mean, I was hopeful you know, that Cole Adams would play at OU or OSU, just stay and stay, you know. I mean, you want to keep the best guys, best Oklahoma high school guys in state. Uh, but, uh, yeah, speaking of whom, I, I mean, I, I saw Cole Adams yesterday. He's now, what, nine days removed from surgery. Uh, great spirits. He was He's, in, in effect, the rest of the season a player coach at Owasso. And he spoke with uh, Nick Saban last week. Nick Saban said, this changes nothing. Uh, you will be here with us in January, he'll be, at which time he'll be cleared 100%, you know, for strength and conditioning. Right. And, and should be good to go by the uh, start of spring football in March. For them, for Can you clarify, is there any chance he could play in a postseason situation for Owasso or probably just 
That's uh, may, I mean, okay, if if he were a guy whose finish line was his senior year of high school, his football finish line, sure, you probably could. Uh, but I, I, you know, with him graduating early, yeah, moved to Tuscaloosa right after Christmas, yeah, and you know, intending to be fully available for spring football at Alabama. I, I just don't. I don't think anybody's. I don't think even Bill Blankenship himself would want to see him risk that. Uh, sure. At any level of the playoffs, so I, I think we've seen the last of Cole Adams in a high school uniform. Gosh, man. Um, yeah. Huh. Goodness, a couple of big ones. It's going to be the case every week. It feels like uh, in six A one at the Blankenship battle, right? Wasso and BA got Union and Jinx, and that uh, will come down to, <laughs> for starters, the quarterback at Union, who used to be at Jinx and then now plays against the Trojans. Crazy. How is uh, how is Shaker Rice equipped? You think to handle this? Number one and number two. You have any indication as to how he's going to perform? Well, I know through two games, he's completed 67% for nearly 400 yards without a pick. Uh, he's been, you know, you know, and his numbers at Jenks last year uh, were just almost a carbon copy of that. Uh, so he's a consistent kid, uh, 60, 68% last year, 67%. Now, how, will he, how might he handle it up here? I don't know. He seems kind of unflappable. Mm -hmm. uh, I spoke with at length, and by length I mean like like a long time today with his father. Mm. I had been pursuing not like an everyday pursuit, and I'm not going to badger anybody um, like every day. Although I've badgered Mike Holder like every day on some <laughs> stuff back in the day, but uh, I'm sure he misses that. Well, I mean, I don't miss having to do it. He doesn't miss having to react to it but you know in the in the end to my holder's credit i always got what i wanted pretty much <laughs> uh he's such a funny guy to deal with uh, i actually miss mike holder i do uh but um you know how uh how shaker will handle uh, a hot crowd like that tomorrow night yeah because he 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 took he kind of uh, with his move from James to Union he kind of really rocked that rivalry and, and it's kind of uh, mm, it was always every, it's always great football and it's always interesting but I think the both fan bases got so accustomed Garen to these big games that the the attendance for those games kind of dwindled and now they're back on on campus mm -hmm. you know uh, home and home and and um, so this adds, uh, this turns up, this turns the oven from like 350 back up to broil uh, Friday night. And I think he'll handle it fine. He, he just, he really does seem pretty uh, unflappable for a, a kid who just turned 16 and he's, you know, he's a 10th grader and, and um, but he's also 13 and 0 as a starter in 6A1. Uh, so, and he's been around some, you know, pressure situation, a lot of pressure situations. I mean, every game at James Reunion is a pressure situation because even if you're not interested in the opponent, that's right. It's a big game for them. That's right. You've got the bullseye on your back. So, uh, but I'm told, you know, both hallways at each, at the hallways at each high school are covered with like imagery and messaging uh, about, you know, you stole our quarterback and, We've got your quarterback, and whatever. And so it, it just seems to have really, uh, 
I, I just get a sense that um, there won't be an empty seat anywhere at Union tomorrow, uh, Friday night. And uh, the unfortunate part of this game is that Jinx is so dead gum cut to pieces by injuries. It's yeah, like, I read, I, I read, I read your, like it. Yeah, I read your column Sunday, and I was flipping around Friday night. Uh, and I'd been kind of keeping an eye on Jinx. So Wasso was Wasso, right? Just last Friday, and yeah. and locked onto the game just as they were carrying a, a number twenty Thomas. off the field. Yeah, and then I it's and then Rocky's, they, Rocky's nephew. They said the name, and I'm going, oh no! I mean, I you know don't you know that didn't look, and that's carrying him off the field. That's not helping him off the field. No, they carried him off, and it, it's the report I got yesterday at the news conference from the Jinx side was, you know. It's bad. He's done. He's done. Oh, man. Yeah. So, Jinx, I, I think the number was uh, last week, Aaron, nine starters were out. Maybe one or two of them back this week. Uh, Jack Kalmus apparently out for the year. Uh, who, by the way, uh, to me anyway, uh, he wears Rocky's jersey number, mm -hmm. 20, right? And, and he's really angular like Rocky. Uh, like long arms, long limbs, and and I watched him in a, in a practice, and, and I just marveled at how much in a football uniform he looks just like Rocky. Mm -hmm. He's not as big as Rocky yet, but he's just a, you know just starting his junior year. So I hope Jet Kalmus, who has a great name too, Jet. Uh, I hope he makes it. And his dad was a Jake's baseball legend, Richie Kalmus. So mm -hmm. I hope Jet makes a thousand percent recovery. Sure. Comes back this year, lights it up and goes and plays big-time college football. But, yeah, it looks like it's uh, mm. it's he's done for the year. So, um, but, no, I mean, baby, I, I mean, it's like dead gum. You got a Jinx Union game, and you got this storyline with Rice and Kid, and if a fully loaded Jinx were going in there, you'd think, look out. I mean, as it is, you got to favor Union by a couple of touchdowns. But... Um, Alan Trimble won a state championship game in 98. He didn't have any business winning over a great union team. Yep. Maybe the best union team ever. So you never know in this rivalry. That's so right. It, it, should be, it should be interesting. Hey, we started with uh, a concerned fan with regard to OSU football. Let's finish with another email I got. Um, I think it was Saturday night. In fact, it arrived just as the TU game was over. I, I had to follow it via, you know, Twitter and 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 you know oh, uh, I, yeah, that yeah. cast because I was at Oklahoma UTEP, but uh, I could tell just by the tone of the email it's, that things had just gone sideways for the Hurricane. And his his quote was the, the reader's quote was the fans' quote was only TU could lose a game like this, and that's that's true because we, we've seen him lose games like this. But you know what, Bill? They also win games like that. They yeah. they, they just, that's how the, that's how they play football over there. Yeah, Every yeah. Saturday is a is a, a full season soap opera. Um, I watched every snap of that game. Um, and uh, I talked with a uh, a guy after that game ended, and he's a he's a TU person, football person, former mm -hmm. TU football person. Sure. And uh, well, is that a vague way to? allude to this guy anyway uh but he said i've seen i've seen to you in just in the last six or seven years i've seen to you lose that game 12 times in that way and, he, and he's and i just you know it's um it just feels like 
um, TU is just so unlucky in games like that. And now you're right. They have won some of those. Yeah, they have. There's an imbalance on the final scores of those games. Uh, that And TU has lost more than its share of them. And, I mean, you had a few years ago uh, a really good Memphis team. TU had them beat. And right in the middle of the field, and a very, uh, if not a chip shot field goal, uh, you know, a very makeable field goal, and, and you miss that field goal on the final play and lose that game. And and then so to lose that game the other day, you know, they give up the punt return or the punt block. Punt block, right. Uh, touchdown. And then Tulsa responds in such a beautiful way, drive, score, get the ball back, drive and score. And I think, what a great response. You go up by two scores. And I'm thinking, okay, let's go. They're, they're up 10 in the fourth quarter, albeit early fourth, but they're up 10 in the fourth with all the momentum. I said, let's see. Let's see how they close on this deal. And then can't do it. And then you you leave it in the hands of a kicker. Who, who's who been a good kicker for them? Yes. Um, yes. And you, and you misfire. And, boy, talk about – did you see the way the East Carolina game ended the other yeah, day? Yeah, I did. Carolina NC State. I did. Is that, yeah. is that sickening? Um, or so, LSU, LSU, Florida State. LSU, yeah. I mean, you 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 fail. Are you kidding me? After 19 timeouts in a row, I guess nobody during the timeout during on the LSU side said, "Be sure and block that guy on the edge there. Be sure and block that guy on the wing there." Oh, are you kidding me? That's how you lose that game. Because I mean, they started at the one, and I said, "There ain't no way it's gonna go." Nine. I know. I know, anyway, and they did, and then they, <laughs> and then they don't block on the extra point. So, uh, yeah, it's a horrible, sickening way to lose. Uh, you know, to you misses uh, the field goal at the end, and and has the punt block, and otherwise, well, they, you know, Bryn, Bryn, who Davis Bryn, who like a lot of other quarterbacks since Dane Evans, right, has had interception itis, and it's been a real issue. Uh, does not throw a pick. Throws for 460 in the game, plays, throws the ball terrifically. Still has the fumble, though, that is costly early. Uh, I think Stokes is the one that fumbled later, a uh, fourth quarter that was costly, and then the special teams breakdowns. And so you fix, you make some, you make, you take a few steps forward. Uh, and penalties being another issue in the past for, for Philip Montgomery teams, I don't think it was that bad. I think five. Seven. Seven penalties, yeah, even, like seven for sixty-five or something like that. Which right, so compared to a lot of their games is 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 okay. They it's, so the, what I'm saying is they bury some skeletons only to have a few more bones stick out of the ground. Right, yeah. it's be the, the silly way to put it. Well, it's just it's just so frustrating for the TU people, uh, TU fans, because and obviously for Philip. I mean, Philip in the post game just looks as sick as uh, he, as I've ever seen him uh, after after a loss and. You, you go in as the favorite and you have that beautiful third quarter flurry and you you write the ship and you take the lead and then you blow it in the fourth. Um, and, and then here you are. In effect, you're right where you were a year ago today. Yeah. You, you lost on opening night yeah. and you're looking at a, uh, you know, Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully they get hot and just string a bunch of wins together. But, you know, it's just the same recurring theme where they lose a game they shouldn't lose. And then they're constantly just battling to get back to 500 and then become a bowl-eligible team. And, and you know, it's just um, – but, yeah, no doubt. Uh, 
a massive wasted opportunity yep. as a road favorite. Um, and, you know, undoubted in my mind, there was no doubt uh, which team had more football talent. It was mm -hmm. Tulsa. Wasn't even, wasn't even close. Tulsa had more football talent than Wyoming and should have won the game. And now they get the, the defending MAC champions at home uh, on Saturday. And I think the next week is uh, the next, the next week, uh, the trip to, or no, maybe the week after. Uh, they do have the trip to the Grove to play Ole Miss, SEC opponent coming up. Yeah, I can't remember if they have a week. Between. That might be the 20th. No, no, it is the next week. And then they have Jacksonville State coming into Chapman Stadium on the 24th. I think I've got they, that right. So they You're, play Jacksonville State on the 17th. There you go. And then it's then it's Ole, Ole Miss on the 24th. And then it's uh, Ole Miss on the 24th. So. But yeah, they. This is not a tap in Saturday. Is what I'm saying. Uh, Northern Illinois again. They'll have, I think, more talent, more athletes. But Northern Illinois knows what they're doing. Um, they won nine games in the MAC last year. Uh, we'll talk about this next week, Bill. We'll talk. We'll load up on OU Nebraska. How about since uh, we'll have the Sooners going to Lincoln a week from Saturday? So we could uh, we could uh, do this every day next week and talk about OU Nebraska. We yeah. could uh, the history of and today. But but we'll squeeze it into 20 minutes next week. I can't yeah. wait for that game. Yeah. I, we know it's going to be a single-digit game because it's it – and that has something to do with Oklahoma. That's how, that's Nebraska's life. I don't know. It, I mean, I mean, I just have a feeling uh, – I mean, this is – it feels like a do-or-die game for Scott Frost. Uh, I would ex – I, I just – I don't know. I saw so many positives from Brent Venable's first game. Uh, and our, we, you and I talked months and months ago, and everybody acknowledges that, that OU had kind of become more uh, style than substance. Uh, and I think you're already seeing evidence that substance matters. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, style is important uh, with regard to, uh, you know, selling the program, but it can't supplant substance as – the key piece of your program. And I think Brent Venable is all about substance. Approach to it. And I loved what I saw last week from OU. Loved it. Really did. And thought that it looked great on TV. It just, you know what I mean? It, it just, mm -hmm. the spring game was important at OU this year, more than any I can remember in a long time. And then, and then what happened uh, last mm -hmm. week was a great first step for Brent. So, yep. I guess that's a long-winded way of saying if, if OU goes up there and beats Nebraska comfortably, I'm not going to be surprised because yeah. OU's got better players. And uh, after getting uh, a first look at Brent and Lebby and those in that new staff, uh, I think OU's a better coached team, and I think they may go up there and wear Nebraska out. They've got that chance. That's for sure. They'll wear Kent, Kent State out Saturday night. I don't think there's much question about that. The more intriguing games in Stillwater, we'll keep an eye on that and cover that. Uh, big, big, and always an intriguing game when Jinx plays Union. We've got that covered. BA. Oh, and uh, OU, uh, Kent State, uh, you know, they, there was the Jinx Union uh, news conference yesterday, right, Garen? And, 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 uh, so oh, yeah, got, Kent State's hanging out here. That's right. Yeah. Kent State was uh, practicing at Union's. I, I, I walked out of the UMAC when, when we were done there, and one of yeah. their support staff guys, I said, have you have you been in, down into the weight room here yet? He said, oh, my Lord, yeah. He said, we lifted here yesterday or Sunday or whatever. And, and I said, how about that? And he said, yeah, we'd like to take that home with us. 
So there's yeah. there's always been this undercurrent that Union and others have college facilities. Mm-hmm. Now we now there's now there's potentially you know factual proof of that. You may you may hear Kent coaches and staff members say, "Why why don't we have that?" Well, I mean As the Union, uh, FBS team. The, if you combine the Union. Uh, strength and conditioning space with the re- wrestling room. Yeah. Aaron, it's about the size of a city block. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's mind blowing that it's a high school facility, but it is yeah. very impressive. And that's why Union, um, you know, that's why Kirk Frederick hosts a lot of people who come through there to tour it because a lot of schools want to try to replicate that. So, um, but it is the gold standard in Oklahoma high school football, for sure. All right, Bill. Good stuff, man. We will talk next week. Thank you very much for tuning in, uh, folks. Keep reading us. Keep watching us, listening to us. Again, you can catch our uh, podcast videos uh, download for free on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Have a good one.